Hey everybody, welcome back to the Homeschool Lifestyle Podcast. It's your host, Nikki Alvarez, and welcome back for another episode. I'm super excited and thankful to be here sharing another episode with the community. And I wanted to start this episode out first by just thanking everybody who supported the podcast. I was truly surprised and humbled by the amount of people that listened on both Spotify and Apple. I mean, this is new for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I am learning on the job. (laughs) And when I saw the numbers as to how many people listened, especially how many people listened like within 30 minutes of me saying that I dropped an, an episode and created a podcast, I just did not think that many people were even interested in homeschooling. I really didn't know how many people I was going to reach. I don't have a huge Instagram following or anything. And I was just truly humbled, like I was saying, and and grateful that so many of you took the time to listen and were excited and were eager for more episodes. So with that said, I do want to say that I am going to drop an episode once every week just with our homeschool life and our extracurricular life and with just life in general. Um, It may not always be the same day every week, but there will be a new episode every week. As for right now, putting the pressure on trying to create something each every single day on the same week, it's just going to create more stress right now. So as I figure this out and get in the groove, I'm sure it'll probably be more consistent as far as day of the week goes. But right now, this is where I'm at. This is what's flowing. So the other part of that, which is funny, is that I had a whole episode two planned and I had already recorded it. It was great. I was happy with it, but I decided to kind of shelf that episode and come back and re-record one based off of a lot of the feedback and questions that I got from the first episode. So I realized that a lot of the people that listened to the first episode were really interested in homeschooling and they're not homeschooling yet, or they just made the jump. But majority of the people that listen aren't homeschooling yet, which is wild because when I created this, I really was like, oh, I'm going to reach all of these families that are already homeschooling and they're going to kind of know all of this stuff already. But it's interesting to see that a lot of you are just planning to make this transition. And I think that's really, really cool. We actually just had two families within our community in the last 10 days who dropped, pulled their kids from public school and they're like, we are homeschooling. One family was like, we listened to your podcast and that was like the nail in the coffin and we're done. We pulled our kid. And that is so freaking cool. It's so courageous and it's so brave to take ownership of your children's education. And it's so heartwarming to see so many people wanting to take back time with their family. And yeah, it's really It's really humbling. It's really interesting to see how many people and how many families are really, really interested in this kind of new way of family life. So with that said, the next couple of episodes that I'm going to record are going to be about how to get started. And if you've already started, there'll still be some great gems in there for you to listen to and for you to digest and maybe, you know, some things that you've never heard before or seen before. I was trying to kind of say, how do you get started in one episode? But it's so much more than that, especially if I'm going to be authentic and truthful with you guys. So I'm going to take my time and we're going to dissect it a little bit at a time. So with this first episode, we're going to specifically be speaking authentically about some homeschool truths. 
And one of the first homeschool truths that I want to discuss with you guys is around the idea of time. Now, sometimes I see all these cool programs that flash on my Instagram feed, you know, because my algorithm is all homeschooled out. And there's a lot of people out there that Sorry about that. I had to pause for a second. I'm getting over a cold and a killer cough came through. So back to what I was saying. This idea around time and homeschooling, it really chaps my ass <laughs> when some of these Instagram influencers are hopping on to Instagram or even some of these curriculum program creators are hopping on social media and talking about homeschool your kid for an hour a day. That's not realistic. It really isn't. Maybe for second grade and under, maybe if you're only homeschooling one kid. Um, but other than that, I just don't think it's true. <laughs> and especially if you're planning on doing a good job. If you're planning on really giving your children a, you, what your perspective, what your idea of a world-class education is, homeschooling is a lifestyle. And that's why I created this podcast, because it's not just this marked off time on your planner where you're like, okay, this is when I'm going to homeschool. Homeschooling is life schooling. And it is going to t be all the time. You are on all the time. I'm not saying you're going to be doing curriculum all of the time. But those little nuances, those little moments in everyday life where your kids are picking up things that they're learning, you know, about waiting their turn in line at the water fountain at school or, you know, those little tiny moments where maybe we don't even realize they're learning something that is now happening in the home. So it's, it is, it is an all day thing. It is, it's never ending as is with parenting. If you really think about it, but when you decide to dive into homeschooling, it's just next level. And so I would just like to throw that disclaimer out there that if you are going to homeschool and your child is second grade or higher, I mean, maybe even third grade or higher, second grade is borderlines, but especially third grade and up, and you have more than one kid at those grade levels, it's going to take you more than an hour. I'm not saying it's taking to take you six hours. I'm not saying it's going to take you eight hours. Probably not. I'm, I wouldn't say probably. It's not even going to take you five hours a day. However, speaking for a person who has four kids, I'm homeschooling three of them. Two of them, one of them is third grade, one of them is first grade. First grade is majorly hands-on with what I'm teaching her. I have to be right there with her. Third grade is a little bit more independence. However, a lot of the foundations for language arts and math and things like that are still very much so being learned. So you've got to Teach. Someone has to teach that, and that someone is you. Also, for science and history, now there may be videos and things like that that you can pop on for your kids, but that's just a small moment in time. You know, it's not like you can just give them these workbooks or these printouts or curriculum or whatever and say, okay, read this. They're not at that reading comprehension level. Maybe some of you, some of you, your kids are, but when you're talking about new scientific ideas or historical events, I mean, they can't even pronounce some of the words and names, let alone try to understand what's being taught to them. So that is a very hands-on experience for, for, for your kids 
like I said, like third grade and, and, and younger. So just know that you are going to put in some time, but it's going to be worth it. And it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be so much fun. And it's going to reignite that feeling of, of learning. Like I remember being in school and learning about the Egyptians and I just wanted more and more and more. Like I just thought it was so interesting. And then like after two weeks, you know, and mind you, they're not doing history every day. They were done. And I was like, wait, who's ISIS? What's going on? What did she do? <laughs> I really wanted more. So those will be the times where you're going to be able to jump in and dive into those interests of your kids and even of your own. And it's going to be fun. I, I promise you, you're really, you're really, really going to like it. We're all teachers. We're all capable of teaching our kids. We all love to learn. As a human being, you innately love to learn. It may not be everything. It may not be every subject. I'm not really a fan of math. <laughs> but there is something that we all truly enjoy to learn. And you're going to find that with your kids. And you're going to explore those ideas with your kids. And it's going to be really, really cool to see that blossom and bloom for them. It, honestly, it's one of those experiences where you'll go, oh, I'm so glad I did this. I'm so glad I am right alongside them on their learning path. This is really cool. You, as a homeschooling parent, yes, it is your job to teach them academics and, you know, certain, you know, to read and, you know, calculate and all the things. However, your main job as a homeschool parent, partner, whatever you want to call yourself, is to instill and inspire a love of learning. And to me, that is the most important thing as a, as a family who's homeschooled for quite some time now. That to me is paramount. You know, our bodies stop growing at a certain point, right? As, as human beings. But our minds do not. That is what will continue to grow. And it's going to grow whether someone is in college, someone is you know, doing something that requires them to learn on the job or just consuming trash content on TV or on social media. So right now, especially with the way the world is going with media, teaching your kids to have a foundation to choose something worthwhile to consume, brainwave rise, that's huge. That's really huge. You know, this whole technology idea, this whole... YouTube, iPads, and listen, my kids have iPads. They are allowed to watch certain things or certain channels on YouTube for small amounts of the day. I'm not a person who's like, you know, no iPad. I would love to be. <laughs> However, at the same time, I also think there's got to be balance with it. We are moving into this world that is becoming, unfortunately, kind of highly ruled by technology. And so, we have to teach our kids how to have balance with it. So, you know, kind of kind of that idea of having one foot in and one foot out, one foot in that technological world and one foot in like, I don't know, the 90s <laughs> before, before there was internet, right? So, you know, stepping into that and noticing where you can make changes for your family around that or, you know, just kind of teach them differently about technology. So going back to what I was saying about the mind is what continues to grow. We've really got to teach our kids to choose to consume healthy things. 
anything that's not growing on earth is dead, right? So if they're choosing to just not have any real valuable growth of the mind, it's just, you know, think of it as like consuming crap food. When you consume crap things for your mind, your mind is only going to last and do so much for you just as if you're consuming crap food. Your body is only going to last so long and do so much for you. So that's a big one to really be mindful of as you're going down this homeschool journey. Teaching your kids to love learning is a huge foundational factor in them having a really great, extraordinary life experience. Another big one. This is really, really big, honestly. And I've not really heard too many homeschool communities talking about this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you straight. <laughs> homeschooling, whether you intend for it to happen or not, homeschooling makes you become your highest self. And at the end of the day, I do think that many of us every day, we want to be living from the seat of our highest self. However, you know, sometimes you just get going with the mundaneness or the routine of life and it gets forgotten or set aside or just, you know, just not looked at. However, homeschooling, like I said, it is going to make you become your highest self and it's going to challenge you. And here's why. It's going to teach you so many things about patience. You think parenting teaches you about patience. Try being with your kids 24-7. And I'm not just saying from them annoying you, making loud noises, fighting, screaming, crying, always wanting something like, you know, that kind of comes with the course, just being a parent. I'm talking about how those things trigger you. You're going to start to have those moments where you're triggered and then you're going to see their sweet little faces and they're looking at you like, I don't get why you're reacting this way. I don't get it. And then once you start to realize those things, you're going to start going down the rabbit hole of, well, shoot, I got to manage my emotions now because I'm damaging my children if I don't. And then they're going to learn to react in the same way. And it's going to force you to look back into your childhood and you're going to realize that the things that annoy you and trigger you about your kids or moments with your kids are the things that annoyed your parents or your caretakers that you used to do. And you'll have a moment at some point where you'll go, I didn't deserve that. It didn't have to be responded to in that way. But you're also going to understand where your caretakers came from. They came from having a stressful day. They came from maybe having constant financial stress. They came from relational stress. There was all these things that were going on for them in their life as they were trying to parent. And our generation, our parents weren't given the tools to balance emotions or to have an outlet and make it okay to say what we needed to say. A lot of us, a lot of us came from parents who yelled all the time. I came from a family who yelled. And my parents, my parents, I mean, without sounding, you know, for sounding like I'm coming mainly from my ego. My parents are great parents. They're wonderful. But I still got yelled at. 
Do I yell at my kids? Sure, from time to time. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't have mad mom guilt afterwards most of the most of the time, if not every single time, because I know that there was a higher place to respond from. I know that there was a better way for me to handle that situation. You guys, we know so much better now with the things and information that is available to us on social media, especially as parents. I know that algorithm is popping some things up about parenting, about childhood trauma, about generational trauma, about you know, responding to your kids in a certain way or about quote unquote gentle parenting. Um, or there's those funny memes that come out where they're like, yeah, you and your gentle parenting, but your kids aren't gangsters. Like, listen, my kids are some gangsters, 100%, but they still have to be dealt with gently. And it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you passive. It makes you understanding. And then you raise understanding children who become understanding adults. And that changes the world. Now, I'm not saying we're all setting out to change the world by homeschooling our kids, but it is the ripple effect. It 100% is the ripple effect. So you are going to have moments where your patience is fucking tried and you're ready to just be done. And that's okay. It's going to happen. And then it's going to happen again. (laughs) But you are going to become a better parent and a better person each and every time. Each and every time you start to remember and question the way that you were brought up, you're going to start to kind of weed through some of those situations and figure out where you can drop some of those things that just don't fit or don't make sense or don't resonate with you anymore or some of those parenting techniques and styles that you realize that you're just doing because it's just what you saw growing up. You know, maybe something actually doesn't really bother you that much. It's just ingrained in you that that's how you're supposed to respond. You guys are going to start to cut down those pillars, cut down and move away those blockages. And what you're going to find is flow within your family. You're going to find laughter. You're going to find joking. You're going to find connection. You're going to find a whole new, beautiful family life that thrives energetically. And it is my firm belief that that is what creates kids who and adults who have, you know, better, how do I say it, stamina, or, or they're able to kind of withstand some of these societal situations and things that are coming at them that are putting a lot of people in depressive states or putting a lot of people in states of high anxiety. And I say that because those are some of the ways that my parents raised me. And I noticed that that wasn't happening happening a lot in some of the other families that I was around. And I'm not saying my parents are saints or I was raised perfect. I do know, though, that there are a lot of people in my generation that deal with depression and they deal with anxiety. They deal with suicidal thoughts and things like that. And, you know, my sister and I, that's not something that really ever comes up on our radar. I'm not saying we don't have bad days. We have bad days. Everybody has bad days. But when you start to live your life in a way where you are lovingly and healthily correcting yourself as you go, you are learning as you go, you guys, that's evolution in action. We know what happens in evolution. I'm not, listen, I'm just talking about making change to become better, right? But scientifically, it's like making change to become better, to live longer, to keep the race and the species going, right? 
That's what's happening. Be the family that teaches your kids to manage their emotions, to manage their stress. We all know that really, at the end of the day, stress is like the number one killer because it allows for a weakened immune system. It allows for disease. It allows for depression. It allows for a lot of things to come in and come through that just don't serve. When your kids watch you unknowingly make change and respond better and become a different parent that you were at the beginning of the school year, they're going to realize, ah, I can continue reinventing myself. I'm not saying they're going to formulate that own thought on their own, but as they grow up and they get bigger, they're going to realize like, oh, I can actually always be making myself better. I can always be reinventing myself while also staying true and authentic to myself. There is a way to say things and be heard without hurting someone else, always, especially in the English language. There's so many freaking words. <laughs> so I'm not saying you need to become a parenting expert before you start homeschooling. I'm not saying you need to go run and you know pick up all these books and, and become this super parent in order to homeschool. What I'm saying is it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And when it does, and as it is happening, it is going to be tough and it is going to make you grit your teeth. It's going to make you bite your tongue. Allow it to happen because those are the spaces where you are making change, positive change, and your kids are soaking that up. My dad always told me, if you're going to do anything in your life, do it well. I'm going to add to that. Do it with grace. You know, do it with your own graceful swagger. Do this parenting thing well so that your kids aren't having to learn the same things over and over again as an adult because they watched their parents trip up over the same things over and over again. Right? Wasn't it Einstein who said something like along the lines of insanity is doing, the sa doing something the same way but expecting a different result? Like, let's just not even do that. You know what I'm saying? Just Let's just shelf that whole idea. But yes, if you're going to do this homeschooling thing, I'm not saying you're going to need to have perfect days because that's, that's not even real life. What I am saying is do it with grit. Do it well. Do it with grace. And do it as much as you can. Do it right the first time. And if you can't do it right, own up to the mistake and say, I'm sorry. Own up to it. And then move forward. And don't trip on that stick again. Parenting to me, is one of the best things on earth. And not everybody agrees, and that's fine. But for me, it is. When you decide to have kids and you raise them, you are raising your legacy. You won't be here one day, but your seed will. And they'll make more seeds, and they'll make more seeds, and they'll make more seeds. Your offspring will be your greatest accomplishment, whether they're quote-unquote great or not, right? <laughs> and that's if, you've, if you have kids, that's your purpose in life. Despite what you may or may not believe in, those seeds will live on and reproduce. Tend to your seeds well. So that's a huge one, like I said, that I think not enough people discuss, not enough people talk about. And I also think that that's why people throw in the towel because they get to a point where they just had fucking enough. And I get it. Trust me. 
I get it. There's been times where I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow we're not doing school because I need a mental health day. There's times where we start off doing school and maybe we get through one subject and I'm like, all right, guys, I think we just need to be outside. Mom needs to go put her feet in the sand or run in the grass barefoot. And I get myself together. I ground. I'll even tell them like, whew, I was overwhelmed. Y'all were driving me crazy. And we got outside and I feel so much better now. Don't you guys feel better? You know how valuable that is for them to see that? For them to know that they can always just simply step outside into nature and feel better? It's huge. It's huge. They shouldn't have to learn that as they're dealing with major anxiety and depression in their 30s. Teach it to them now. Another thing, <laughs> and some people might cringe at this, but homeschooling is going to make you get up and grab the day by the balls. And <laughs> the reason being is because you're going to realize that you are going to need more time in your day, as if we already don't feel like there's enough time in our day. However, let's remember that time is a man-made construct, okay? So, which is something else that I truly believe in teaching your children. But homeschooling, and I'm not saying you've got to be, like, I enjoy being up at 4 o'clock in the morning and having a few hours to myself uninterrupted. And some sometimes I work out. Sometimes I just lay there and look at the ceiling and think. Sometimes I meditate. Sometimes I clean the house. Sometimes I sage the house. Whatever I feel like I need to do. But the days where I get up ahead of time and I have time for myself, everything else just flows so much more. And we get so much more done. And the, pro the productivity level is so much higher than the days that I don't get up and do that and prep and have time for myself. And like I said, I'm not saying you have to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning or anything like that. But you are going to learn that your days are much better when you start them off at the beginning of the day. And I mean, who doesn't want to keep, teach their children? And who doesn't want to live by digesting and consuming every ounce of your day and using it to the fullest? I mean, this is life. Live it. That's what we came down here for. Teach your babies that. And then not only that, but are you going to do this homeschooling thing? Are you going to do this life thing with a smile on your face and a heart of gratitude? Or are you going to wear this whole parenting thing like a fucking burden? That's something that in the beginning of my, probably more so our second year of homeschooling, I really had to weed out. I was falling into places where it just felt like I have so much to do. I have all this to do. I, you know, this is becoming a burden. And I was getting, becoming short-tempered with certain things. And I didn't like that. I noticed it about myself immediately. I did not like it. And I did not want that to be my life experience or theirs. Going back to that becoming your highest self-peace Remember that this path to homeschool was a choice you made with excitement, a little bit of nervousness, but it was all heart. Remember that. Homeschooling is just going to make you want to be better. It's going to make you want better for your kids. And I'm not saying materialistically, but you're going to want better life experiences for yourself. Because when you start to grow your mind, you're going to realize that there are so many experiences and so many things that are out there on earth and that you can experience by either on your own or with your family or maybe your children will experience later on when they're older that are actually very, very tangible. And it's not just what those people over there are doing or those people in that tax bracket are doing or those people you know, from that background are doing. 
it is available to you. And, you know, I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you to get after it. Homeschooling automatically has you kind of manifesting not only just your future, but the future for your kids once you're gone or once they're out of state at college or, you know, maybe they move away. Those are the seeds I'm talking about, you guys. Tend those seeds with intention. Do it with purpose. And now that we've discussed these things, now you know what the truths of homeschooling are. Those are the major truths that you need to know before you even decide to look up curriculum and go down that whole rabbit hole. You've got to be ready for those moments. You've got to be ready to carry them with grace. So homeschool with intuition and intention. Homeschool with love and with grace, not only for your kids, but for yourself. Getting mad at yourself is just as awful as getting mad at them when they've made a mistake or you've made a mistake. Pick up the pieces, the learnable pieces, and move forward, right? Gracefully allow these gritty changes that happen when you decide to pull away from, you know, public school or private school, those societal norms. That's a transition, just like deciding to lose weight or, you know, quitting caffeine. It's going to be gritty sometimes, but it's going to be okay. Stick with it. When you decide to homeschool, especially as a, as a first-timer, you're going to shed a lot of skin, a lot of skin that no longer serves you, especially the first, like, two or three years in. They're going to be great years. They're going to be fun years. But like I said, you're going to shed a lot that does not serve you. But it's cool because you're shedding all of these things that don't serve you, and now your kids won't have to do that. You've done it for them, and they get to start from this fresh new place because you've done the inner work. So allow that to happen, allow to let go, you know, have, have allowing to let go of what no longer serves you and your family without getting stuck in those ditches of this is how my parents did it, or this is how I was raised. Doesn't always mean that was the right way. A lot of times there's always a better, more efficient way. Reach up for that. So now that you've heard my spiel, <laughs> and you're still gung-ho about homeschooling, and you're like, I'm going to do it, I can promise you deciding to homeschool will be the best decision you will ever make for you and your family. When you're old and wrinkly, these days will be the ones that make your heart and your soul and your eyes swell. You'll never take these days back. You'll never wish you did something different. I truly believe that. And I'm not even old and wrinkly yet. <laughs> and honestly, though, real talk, homeschooling, it is my firm, firm, firm belief that this is how the earth will shift from the old paradigm to the new paradigm, where human beings move in flow, they move in alignment, they move in love. I'm not talking about this you know, unattainable, frou-frou, you know, we're not living a troll's life, okay? Well, we're hugging every 20 minutes. But what I'm talking about somewhere where we can all live more harmoniously and authentically, but also in a way where we are honoring ourselves and we are respecting ourselves and those around us. 
And I really think we're going to start to see a huge shift in all of that in the next 50 years. I think it'll be interesting to see when we're eight, in our 80s what the world is doing. You know, a lot of what you'll see is a lot of doomsday stuff. I refuse. I rebuke that shit. <laughs> you want to know why? Because I've decided to hang with the crowd. I've decided to create the crowd that is always reaching upward, that is always wanting better. And that is teaching their offspring the same thing. You guys, it was an honor sharing time and space with you again. I thank you so much for your support and for tuning in. I am hugging all of you. Feel it. <laughs>